it's the Trident. I appreciate y'all listening. Another week. Another Elmwood Village dramatic episode. Another week of no football. Another week of experts talking about sports. Another week of all-star fiascos. Another week of Kanye West. We're going to talk a little bit of imprisonment on today's episode. Shout out. It's my pop's birthday today. All you daddies out there, tell your sons they're doing a good job. And all you sons out there, tell your dads they're doing a good job. Happy birthday, Brandu. I'll be heading over there after this, a little later. We got... Five movies we're gonna break down real quick. We got a little bit of music and a little bit of sports rant, but it's gonna be not about the athletes, so stick around. Sit right down. So, this time of the year is as we talk about here on the TTT. T-T-T-T. The Trinitite. As we talk about here, this time of the year is not exactly the brightest time of the year in Buffalo. Football. Over. Sort of like waiting from Valentine's to St. Patrick's Day to Easter. I spent a lot of good time getting after it that time of the year here in Buffalo and that's what the trying times is all about is taking that energy and recognizing that it is not found through jest and folly but through experience and learning and there's something to be said about going out and studying the world outside and there's something to be said about retaining that knowledge and reflecting on that knowledge so that's what we do here is we reflect on the things we've seen and done and we are recording it why well partially in case somebody wants to listen or maybe somebody wants to feel a little bit better today or maybe they just want to have some fun but also we live in a world after watching one of these movies at least part of it. We live in a world that I'm going to convince you is maybe a little bit like book burning. And that movie we'll get to. But this season is seasonably sad. And the NBA All-Star is a marker of that. It's the crossover from the beginning of the NBA season until the final kind of long, elongated race into the finals Daytona 500 today pretty wild pretty wild sport but today we're talking the imprisonment the imprisonment of the mind the imprisonment of the spirit and how you can feel imprisoned but when you watch works of art or you consume music or you look at the world through the eyes of someone else that your life probably is not as bad as you think and you are imprisoning yourself so five movies 
my buddy B-Law asked me and Maddie if we'd ever seen Shawshank Redemption. Obviously. Maddie was jokingly like, Brian had the nerve to ask us if we've seen it. Obviously you've seen it. Hopefully y'all out there have seen it. But if you haven't seen Shawshank, it's a terrific movie. Makes you think, makes you look at the different characters and different reasons why people are the way they are, why they get the way they get. And a story of triumph. A lot of these movies have somewhat of a triumphant story of an imprisoned mind that somehow finds the light inside despite being in the darkness, so to speak. You may remember Bane. You've adopted the dark. I was born in it. Batman used that. Not on this list, but Batman used that, obviously. Ghul. So, Shawshank, I'm sure you guys have seen it, but it's obviously a great, great example of sort of a lifetime of chasing that journey despite circumstance. And Cool Hand Luke with Paul Newman also on there. I watched this movie with my dad when I was a real little kid. A couple of these movies are movies I watched with Pops, which is why they made the episode today, Trying Times, shout out, birthday special. I remember watching this movie with my dad, and there was a lot of these movies where I sort of just laid on the carpet in the suburbs, Buffalo, as the flickering light, like Cable Guy, sort of shined these messages of, creation and truth in the form of like a book but a movie and the actors then were so much more believable in my opinion despite how influenced we are by media today the acting back then it was like you were sitting in the room with them and cool hand luke made you sort of fall in love with the protagonist and the rest of his buddies for the team that they become and the the best scene is obviously the the egg scene so i won't do any spoilers for anybody that hasn't seen it but go see watch cool hand luke with paul newman outstanding triumphant scene number three coming in is a movie that i didn't remember really watching but I think I may have slept through in a class or two whether it was college or junior high I remember a specific era of my life in junior high where we were reading all these Fahrenheit 451 and Harrison Bergeron and all these dystopian stories and 1984 was one of them and I was pretty into it but I was also pretty distracted usually with sports and other things but I popped in 1984, I think it was on Hulu, and it was trending. And I thought, I'll put this in and see, like, you know, how accurate some of these archetypes and thought processes really are. And I remembered, like, a lot of the stuff as soon as I started watching it. I remembered a lot of Newspeak was the name of their language that was sort of rewriting history. And it got me sort of triggered back to some thoughts that I had as a youngster before I was sort of, you know shot out of the canon of life and you know really influenced i can remember being like 16 17 18 years old when you know the internet was really taking off and thinking myself like isn't 
digital books like burning books and that thought was not even as extended as what it has become today with Amazon and the way that books are you can really consider books on paper not existing if you think about it a lot of I, I've started reading more and I read on my phone I do find it quicker because my eyes have now been trained to the technology of looking at screens but the paper book has now been digitized and if, you, and if you're a blogger or a writer if you've worked with the internet the internet is always editable editable books are now eternally editable editable history 1984 though weird movie good movie one particular shot of the guy where the big TV is and he's sort of sitting in the corner and he's just journaling and there's a lot of trippy visage memory thoughts he has but there's one particular shot where he's kind of cowering out of the camera and he's taking his little notes and it reminded me of literally me shooting this pod right now and the TV usually flickering still influencing me as I'm recording so record your history now before it's too late. Dun, 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 trying times. Keeping it light. Escape from Alcatraz. Number two on the seasonal imprisonment episode. Movie countdown. Escape from Alcatraz I also remember watching with my pops in the flickering darkness of winter and I couldn't believe how great of a movie it was because as a kid a lot of these old movies you thought movies aren't there's no way an old movie could be better than the movies are today that was a thought process you know 10 15 20 years ago but this one once again the acting was so believable it was like you were standing around with your your dad's friends and Clint Eastwood is playing the lead in that one and it's a true story and that's why that one comes in at number two because that one is actually true there's a real you know story you can read about the guys that escaped from Alcatraz or you could watch the movie and those are the best tales because whether you want to watch it first or watch the true tale first you can draw those parallels compare them see what the you know the performers did the artists the entertainers and the people that make those movies. Papillon. Or Papillon? Papillon. P-A-P-I-L-L-O-N. Charlie Hunnam. And that little weird guy from Mr. Robot who played Freddie Mercury. That guy is a great actor. I can't even think of his name right now. I just always call him Mr. Robot now because ever since I saw Mr. Robot... I remembered all the parts that I had seen him play that I had not seen Mr. Robot. And then I remembered that that show was really how he made it. So that's pretty much just how I refer to him now as Mr. Robot. My dad always refers to Justin Long as Derry because of his part in Jeepers Creepers, one of my mom's favorite movies. But Papillon is an awesome flick. Once again, I think think this may even be possibly true or it is at least a reboot of an old story and the story itself 
is believable. The acting in this one is very believable. It's a period piece. I like when movies take the extra steps to make something feel actually historic and believable. That flick is terrific. Terrific. And that's it. That's your five imprisonment movies to get you over the hump from Valentine's Day to St. Patty's. We are going to take a quick break. And then we're going to do just a quick little sample. Uh, I'm going to give you my thoughts on part one of the genius Kanye doc. And then we're going to have just a little kind of fun rant about why people need to STFU about their opinion and analytics in sports. So we'll be right back. Thanks for listening. We're back. So... Kanye's, you know, doing what he does. And we're not exactly going to dive into the public events of that whole, you know, situation. But specifically the documentary that come out on Netflix. It's called Genius. Just wanted to talk quickly on that because it was profoundly eye-opening for me specifically not only because I'm a huge sort of fan of the creativity of Kanye and his deliberate stance on being a creative the man behind the camera known as Cootie who was able to see Kanye's spark and elect to transition his career as a comedian and performer into deciding to shoot a documentary on Kanye way, way back. That was profoundly inspirational just because it's something that I've always thought both my mom and dad and brother and I as a family have always been able to sort of... um, see that spark in people quickly and my mom is somebody who's not afraid to just walk up to anyone regardless of their you know celebrity or net worth and she just sees them as people and I've always admired that and that's part of the reason why I attain to ascend into some form of you know journalism whether it be sports or music or whatever is as long as it's you know helping tell the truth and and break down the story but that's really what this guy cootie was able to really illustrate if you watch towards the end he kind of breaks down his own journey and he shines back into his own mother and father and he talks about them having a camcorder and there's like that shot where you know it's kind of a famous dad shot where he's got the big bazooka and they look into the mirror with it but he broke down kind of a couple little steps along his journey that led him to realizing that that was what he was sort of meant to do in terms of just getting behind the camera and shooting Kanye because he could see his sort of spark and talent even if a lot of other people were kind of ignoring it initially. That's what the trying times is all about. Whether it's family or 
just seeing that spark in people and wanting to help them see it in themselves and also recording and the power of recording and the power of how memories are made with a camera as long as you just get it so to speak in the can just record it who knows who knows what you'll use it for who knows what it'll do to somebody who knows what good memories it'll bring up for someone or what memories it may capture for someone so that's my quick thing on the Kanye doc and I recommend it to anybody whether you like him or not should at least spark something inside of your heart and mind so lastly sort of um, like I said this pod is a little bit more off the field stuff I talk a lot about sports and I have the Bills Blue Mafia uh, NFL kind of quarterback football podcast but we do it all here at Reg in the Zoo Media. I also do digital marketing by day, so I've got my hands in a lot of different weird pies, so to speak. I do a lot of marketing for a lot of different companies, and um, it serves my sort of creative ADHD where I don't exactly want to do just one thing all the time, and that's why I can understand, you know, some of these musicians or athletes or comedians or speakers that get on these podcasts and just record because there's too much stuff to talk about just in the light or in your 30 seconds or on that one shot you get in a blog that someone may read it's kind of like you know looking at this more as if I can continue to, to contribute to society or anybody out there listening regularly then it'll be positive now what we're going to get into now is a little bit of a rant going from positive to a little bit of release and that is on the toxic culture of social media everybody knows that we like to say social media is bad man the bad social media but specifically there seems to be this toxic sludge that I refer to whether you want to look at the movie the classic Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie um, where there was a pink purple sludge over everyone's mind and they all started like doing weird shit or Ghostbusters when there's a big toxic sludge over everything there's just big toxic sludge over everything. Politics, music, sports, fashion. Everybody just wants to hate on everybody. This includes all the celebrities. And sometimes you feel bad. Sometimes you pile on. Sometimes you sort of feel for the people. But athletes specifically seem to be getting, you know, sort of cast into this... Um, circle of judgment that typically only politicians or people that are like influential on the betterment of the world are supposed to face and I find that for some reason the deflection of all this negativity always seems to shine on the people that are either entertaining or trying to make the things better or trying their hardest to be the highest performers or being the best entertainers or artists or just being the best leaders 
they get the most hate. You look at LeBron James and some of these athletes, everybody just finds some form of hate for them. And the All-Star game is no different. This All-Star game had not the best dunk contest of all time, and people were just immediately shitting on it. And that's one example of just this toxic sludge. Just everybody wants to just shit on the All-Star weekend because of the dunk contest. Not mentioning, you know, I found out who Josh Giddy is. Didn't know who he was. Looks like Lestat from uh, Queen of the Damned. I thought that the changes to the new skills competition were cool. Minus the Antetokounmpo guys being in there, which was a little weird. I was like, what's the tie in here? Maybe the European connection, perhaps, Greece. I don't know. But I liked it. I liked the new competition. And then the three-point competition, as always, delivers. Trey Young delivering. Carl Anthony Towns delivering. Um, the lefty. Not Luke Cornett. You know who I'm talking about. That guy did all right, too. I thought that that did well. Bill Simmons was talking about how that always delivers. I agree. I don't know why they do the dunk contest last, but I'm just sick of all the comparisons to the past in all sports. Whether it's quarterbacks or point guards or big men, we're always talking about where they stack up historically before their careers are even done. I just spoke about this a little bit like Joe Burrow. Let this kid be whoever he wants to be before you start calling him Tom Brady, before you start calling him Dan Marino, whatever. Just let the kid play football. Some of these young kids, before you trade them away, just let them become who they want to become. We're talking about LeBron James possibly going back to Cleveland. If Cleveland does that, that's disgusting. They send some of that young talent like Mobley or somebody out to L.A. Gross. Let these young kids enjoy the moment for just a couple minutes before you compare them to the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's of the past. I'm sick of the best ever talk. Is he the best ever? Are they the best ever? Is this the best team ever? I actually heard somebody just recently on a podcast, sports pod, saying... Well, if Kawhi Leonard and Paul George comes back, then they might be the best team in the NBA. And I'm like, God, can we just stop with the best team in the NBA stuff? Can you just break down what's going on? Can you just talk about what we're seeing? Can you just maybe give us some insight into what the players, what you have the access? Can you just tell us what the players are talking about? Everything opinion-based. And this is my opinion, so I'm calling it out because everybody wants to call out everybody else. So I'm just calling out everybody in the analyst world, coaching world, athlete world. Can we just put each other up on a little bit of a pedestal and just sort of like enjoy sports again, enjoy life again, and not feel like we have to just fall into this toxic sludge that is whatever the fuck is going on with digitizing the truth. That can always be altered in the internet. That can always be changed. But... Let's record some history. Let's do some good stuff. That's what this is all about. Just go be your best person out in the real world. Record yourself. Record a little bit of history. Take a picture. Tell the story. Go to a game. Go to a show. Remember it. Remember the good times. 
because that's what it's all about. So that is my little rant. I appreciate you guys listening. It's the trying times. We're going to do this once a week at least. As you know, eventually we will have more guests. Eventually, Reg and the Zoo will be back. The Zoo is pretty... um, I think he's getting pretty close to being done with his schedule out at the ski resort. So we may be back in the studio with him for Reg and the Zoo. But for now, thanks for listening. It's the trying times. Get back out there. Go kick some ass. Thanks. Love you.